Hello and welcome, and before we start, a content warning. This episode contains vulgar sexual references, foul language, so if you're a sensitive listener or there's kids around, not that you should listen to this show in front of kids. Actually, maybe you should definitely listen to this show in front of kids, just not this one. So, be advised. And with that, it's This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper. I'm your host, David Cooper. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, the show where no one's listening and no one cares, the show where every episode's the last episode. So let's get started. My guest today, Toronto-based comedian Natalie Norman. You can find her on the interwebs at Stalking Natalie on all the social medias. She's hilarious. She's vulgar. She's really open. She's a laugh. I love having her on the show. So let's begin the gutter fest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to use it, though. We can start. You can't use that. I can't use any of this? Ah, uh, fine. Let's start again. Well, I'm keeping the ugh part in. Fine, fine. Just, hello, hi, I'm back. Oh, I hate you so much. Sorry. The reason I hate you. You can tell them. I was telling you something personal, and I said you can't use it. But since when... Because the other people are private and I'm trying to respect their boundaries. Fine, but these people should know when they get involved with you, there's no privacy. Actually, there is. I res- like, if that's what they want, that's what they get. You're lucky I'm a good friend because I have what you said on tape and I am going to delete it and there will be no evidence of it at all. And when this goes out, this will just be the beginning of the show. I'm that good a friend, but you are lucky I'm that good a friend. Shut up. Shut up. No, because it was juicy. It was salacious. Everything I say is salacious. That is true. <laughs> and also, I can I can still tell you that I am dying to come right now. I am dying to come. I can't wait to come. I'm going to come everywhere in the city. This is ejaculate, right? I mean, sure. I guess that's what a woman does. Does a woman ejaculate? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm going to come everywhere. Gross. Um, you adjust yourself and look at yourself in Zoom as you say that. Yeah, I'm going to come to myself. Yeah, I think that's who you're really in love with. <laughs> you hook up with other people to hook up with yourself. Is that? Yeah, yeah. I always have mirrors around. <laughs> I, I, you were telling me this so sexy story, which will no one will hear. Yeah. At what point do you realize that I'm rolling? Because I'm asking you questions and I'm kind of like leading you on like an interviewer. And it took you like five minutes to realize. You're like, wait, are we recording right now? Because when we used to do the podcast before. When you're with the network, you would oh, we would talk before. Yeah. And then you'd be like, we're going to start. But here, I forgot that you just start once you call me. Yeah, because I don't, I'm not beholden. First of all, it wasn't a podcast. It was a radio show. And second of all, I wasn't, be- I'm not- I was beholden to de- some sense of decency, which I am no longer. Natalie, you're going to ejaculate all over the city of Toronto. What are you going to do when the city floods? I don't know. Let it drown. Call the public works. They got to clear some. I'm not calling public works. They're not going to do nothing. Clear out the sewers. Get rid of the back. (laughs) Get rid of those leaves in the sewer grates. They need to be wide open. God, it is rough at at this end. (laughs) I'm also exhausted. 
Because I can't sleep. Why? Because <laughs> I'm so horny. Well, you do it to yourself. Yeah, but that's how it's good. Well, I can say this as part of being horny for whatever reason. I won't say the reason you are not masturbating. You are not having sex. You're not doing anything for a week. It's not a week. It's a few days. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pervert. Like, Ugh. I usually masturbate every day for two hours. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. You're like Mr. Asexual over there. I'm not asexual. I'm low sexual. Doesn't it hurt? Like, don't you get sore? Because I got what's called the death grip which is when you use a really like weird fucking strong grip and then you get like sores on yourself because your grip is so tight and whatever. No, because I usually masturbate every day. So I don't need to like go at myself a hundred million. <laughs> You're not using a belt sander. Uh, yeah, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Question for you. Do you use yeah. toys? And I'm going to ask you these questions, not making eye contact because that would be rude. No, I'm looking at myself anyways. I, I know you <laughs> This is how you get horny for two hours looking at yourself. Do you use toys? Are you just going in there with the hands? What's going on? Lube? You bought, I used the toy you bought me. Oh my God, I'm such a good friend. <laughs> I have bought for no less than five of my friends, including a couple. That's hot. The, the Hitachi Magic Wand. And every time I say, this is the sex toy that is great. They're like, no, I've used a vibrator before. No, I know what you're talking about. And then I say, well, have you used it? And always they say, no, but I, I know what it's like. And then I buy them one. And then a month later, they're like, thank you. No. Okay. Let's go back. You bought it for me. I tried it. I didn't like it. It's too much at first. It's too much. Now, is it the best vibrator I've ever used? Absolutely not. That is incorrect. The best one I've ever used, and I'm so sorry to say this, is the Satisfier. It's called the Satisfier 2. Okay. It's a little, it's different. It's got like one of those suction cups. The suction on mine doesn't work. That's fine. That's really bad for your clit. However, what's great about the wand is I don't have to charge it and I don't need batteries. It needs that wall power. It needs to hit the electrical mains. It needs straight from the power station to your vagina. There, there can be no interruption. It is that much intensity. I mean, I am always worried I'm going to electrocute myself when I'm using it. Like, knowing my luck, I'm just going to shock and then fall off my bed. Don't use it in the bath. Obviously not. But these, um, the I was just looking up the Satisfier. I believe, I may be incorrect here, but the first one, it's, it was a German toy of this class called, and you have to realize, whatever marketing firm that this sex toy company talked to in Germany... No one spoke English because they named this thing the womanizer, which is so funny to me. It's a female only sex toy and it uses very light positive and negative air pressure sort of mm -hmm. suctioned around your clit. And it like kind of was its own class of toy. And, and then, of course, all the copycats came. And that's what you're talking about with this satisfier. Yeah, I love that. Obviously, a German company invent like they're such innovators. Yeah, in everything yeah. they do. Yeah, it's like a precision toy that does exactly yeah. with air pressure and pneumatic pressure. Leave it to the German. When they focus on things that isn't killing the Jews, they're not they so bad. They kill it. They yeah. kill it. They they crush it. Whatever they put their mind to, they do well. But so here's a uh, so anyways, I do find the wand too powerful, and I to the point that if I use a higher speed, it kind of makes my pussy feel dead. <laughs> I just didn't respond. And I, I the dead air there was, was so good. It was, uh, no, it was great timing. It, yeah, it um, numbs you out. It's too much. It's yeah, like you're- Which I don't like. Yeah. But most vibrators, you either have to buy batteries or charge them. And I'm really bad at charging things. 
Yeah, and if you're going for two hours, you, you can't be fucking with batteries. Well, I don't use it the whole two hours. Are you nuts? I don't want to. What are you doing? Are you like, looking at give porn? Give myself a clitorectomy. Like, <laughs> like, are you looking at porn? Are you reading stories? Are you just using your imagination? Are you texting people? Are you looking naked photos of yourself because you're that vain? What are you doing? <laughs> no, I don't. I've never masturbated to photos of myself, surprisingly. Um, it depends on the mood. It depends. Usually it's around 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> Does your, does your alarm go off? <laughs> no, my body's like, well, it's like my internal clock. I don't know why. I got to sneak around the house because it's not that Miranda gets upset. But if she asks, are you doing that right now? And I say, yes, then it's a whole thing. It's just a whole why? thing. I don't know. Because it's like, oh, what were you looking at? What are you doing? Uh, can I join? That's so hot. It is, it is hot, but sometimes you just want to, you want five minutes to yourself, just get the pipes flowing in and out, bing, bang, you know. Honestly, ideally, it's never by myself. Uh-huh. Like, I always rather have someone else doing stuff to me. Would you? Yes. Huh. I, I mean, I mostly would, but sometimes I want to, I want to be alone. No, I'm alone always. You live with your partner. It's different. I know. And if you lived with someone, you'd be saying what I'm saying right now. Probably, but like, no, like, it's like a whole to do anyways in this apartment. <laughs> Why? Just because it takes me so well. What I think I've realized I've been doing is I've been unintentionally edging myself. Okay. Because <laughs> maybe you have this issue. If I'm looking at porn, so it's not always porn. Sometimes it's an imagination, and then like to get myself like finish, I'll like start looking at porn. But then I'll like be like, no, I can find a better one that's turning me on more. And then I'll get into this like really fucked up hole where I'm just like diving deeper into weirder shit, and then I'm like. I've kind of just like surpassed the time for climaxing. You know, this is you've described how every man looks at pornography. First, it's like, oh, what's this? What's this? And it's like, go right to the end. Go right to minute 17. I want to see this exact scene. Oh, next video, next video, next video. I remember the first time I ever watched porn with a girlfriend. I was so excited because I'm like, oh, I have an open minded girlfriend. And so we're sitting there and I didn't realize at the time it was a trap. Because I start looking at porn the way I look at porn. I go to this one website. I type in these keywords. I click on this video. I click on that video. And she's just looking at me. She's like, why are you so good at this? Like, why do you look like, I don't know, a stenographer typing 200 words per minute in the court? Like, how are you? If she were to do it, she would just go to Google and type pornography and then go to that's the first. Bullshit. That's bullshit. No. That's, well, no, I'm sorry. No. This particular partner of yes. mine was into story. So it's not that they didn't consume smut, but they weren't into looking at internet porn. So I'm in, there still has to be a story for me, which makes it really hard on the porn sites. Ugh, and the story, that's all 70s stuff. They don't do that anymore. Yes, they do. It's a, like a light story. Oh, like a stupid story. Like I just need like two characters and what's the power dynamic? It's all, well, what's with the step siblings? You know what? It is taboo. It's a power dynamic. I know, but it's like now it's just so unbelievable. Well, it has to be so people can consume it. People don't want it to feel real. I, I don't, not into the step-sibling thing, but I, I kind of understand that now that you say it. It's like, it's taboo. It has to be absurd. But if it seems even slightly real, it's creepy. You're like, ooh. Yeah. No, but I think from what I understand, like the top three porns are like, top three categories that are consumed are like, woman like being eaten out, sib like family, and then there's like something else. Yeah. So that's why you get so much family shit. Just it 
just immediately. It's like, oh, mom, what are you doing? I actually, I forgot your name. What is it again? You know, it's like so unbelievable. Yeah, it's like, mom, uh oh, hi there. And then she's like, uh oh, you have a stain on your pants. Let me clean your pants. <laughs> That's the amount of plot that you need. That's not plot. Well, I was giving an example. I don't, I would never watch that. That's not my thing. But like, I need just a little bit, like a little bit. I need there to be some tension. That's what I need. I need tension. You're not looking for like Casablanca, you know, like here's looking oh, at God, you, no. kid. You're not looking no, for no, Shawshank no. Redemption, you know, a, a dramatic tale of, you're looking for just no, no. a light, you know, hello, what's up? I need like attention, like, oh, you're a teacher. You've been a bad student. Great. Let's get into it. But they're all such bad actors. They're good at acting at porn, but they don't know how to. You think I'm watching it for the acting? But you're saying you need the story. Yes, but I fill in the blanks myself. Fair enough. Two hours. Well, the two hours is because I keep on fucking edging myself. <laughs> like it's a night. It's a nightmare. Like if I'm horny and I have to shower and I have to go to a show, uh, I'm, I'm getting to that show an hour late. <laughs> uh, do you show up late for comedy shows often? Yeah, I can. <laughs> oh, you're that good. They need you, those bookers. Shut your mouth. I'm, usually I'm never first. Sucks being first, huh? For me, I don't give a shit. I like to go sometimes first so I can go other places or do or live some kind of life. Or go home and masturbate for 15 hours. No, no, no. I don't masturbate late at night. No? No. Keeps you up late. No, I just don't do it. I told you 4 p.m. is my witching hour. Okay, well. <laughs> uh, do you looked at the clock? To yeah, I don't know why I looked at the clock. I just uh, <laughs> imagined at 4 p.m. you'd be like, I have to go. But it's a little earlier than that. I, I Well, I, I'm holding off right now, as I told you. And we're talking. If I'm talking to someone, I'm not going to be like, I got to go fucking make myself come or not come because I've taken too long. So you were saying something, though. I lost it. I don't know. Masturbating? I'm going to be in New York. Well, we could talk about how I'm going to be staying in your place soon. Oh, yeah. Have you, are you for sure I'm on that? I'm okay. coming. Have you yes. booked it? Yes. I've already booked shows. Okay, good, 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 good. Have you ever cat sat before? Of course. Okay, he's a lot. He's very needy. And so am I. Don't let him out because he will dash out the front door. Can I have sex in your apartment? What are you talking about? Of course. Great. What kind of question is that? I don't know. Who the fuck lets someone stay in their home and then says no sex? That's insane. You would be surprised. That's insane. I always feel weird masturbating in someone else's place. Why? Don't use my vibrator. I'm hiding my vibrator. Okay, that's... BYOV, bring your own vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> me, me crossing the border with 18 vibrators. <laughs> You need like an export license for it. Uh, um, no, I first of all, I would never use your vibrator. Disgusting. If I would do something, you will be having a gentleman caller and I won't need to vibrate because I'll use his mouth as a vibrator. That is nature's vibrator. A man's mouth <laughs> or a woman's mouth or a gender non-binary person's mouth. Boom. Uh, OK, I'm excited for you to cat sit. Where are you? You're going to be in San Francisco. Uh, I'm going to be a burning man for most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you excited? Yeah, sure. It's it's different now that I don't do drugs or drink, really. But it is still fun. And the fo the creative work is, is, is the thing that calls me there. That's disgusting, but continue. <laughs> well, no, I do radio there. And it's, it's the most fun radio ever. Like, ever. Actually? Yeah, it's insanity and... It's kind of complicated the way it get the, they get the licensing to actually broadcast on an FM station. Okay. And as a result, profanity is not allowed, but 
kind of the government turns a blind eye to it. That's great. So you're not going to do. I thought you still did drugs sometimes. Yeah, I'm I'm totally sober from booze. I'm totally sober from Xanax. I won't touch those things. Why? Uh, what happens when, if you don't mind me asking, Xanax? What is Xanax? Xanax is a relaxant. The fact that you've never taken it, I don't <laughs> want to explain it to you because you are like the ideal candidate for an abuser of Xanax. <laughs> Have you taken Clonopin or Ativan? So I don't take that stuff. You shouldn't. You would love it. Well, no, I wouldn't because I don't like the feeling of like feeling really dazed. My shrink is sometimes encourages me to talk about it truthfully rather than pretend it's bad or whatever. It's okay to say I want it. It's okay to say it's great. What's important is not to do it. So it's the greatest, most pleasant feeling. All your worries go away. You're relaxed. If you want to sleep, you can sleep. It's a very pleasant feeling. It's an anti-anxiety medication. See, they've always offered me that because I have severe anxiety and I've always refused, A, because I know it's highly addictive and B... I don't, um, the way that it sounds, it kind of like makes me feel like it's weed where it feels like you're so relaxed, you, but you don't have control of yourself. You don't care that you don't have control of yourself though. Right. See, that's the part that's missing. But in my head, I'm so worrisome that I won't ever try it. But with weed, if you feel like you're out of control, you start to worry about it. You get paranoid about it. With Xanax, you aren't in control, but you don't care. Why are you trying to encourage me to take Xanax? Well, you shouldn't because it's highly addictive. And if you mix it with alcohol, it's deadly. Like a normal high dose of that and a normal, you know, binge drinking amount of booze can literally stop your heart. The two amplify each other in an incredibly risky way. But it also you just pass the fuck out. It's the deepest feeling sleep. The next day you don't actually feel well rested. Yeah. Don't you feel groggy as shit? You get the fog, the brain fog. But that's what I was doing. I was mixing Xanax and booze just to go that's to bed. Crazy. Yeah, that's it crazy. Yeah, it's a real problem. So I, I kicked Xanax about four years ago and then the drinking got really bad and then I kicked the drink. Well, because I was my shrink was like, look, you shouldn't do either. But if you pop Xanax all the time or you pop booze all the time, you just have an addiction problem. You might lose your job. You might, you know, have some health, health issues long run. But while mixing them, you're going to die. And so it, it was kind of like pick one. So I picked the booze and then the booze got out of control. So but back to Burning Man and whatever forget the rabbit hole. I don't drink. I don't take Xanax and I won't touch MDMA because it makes me too emotionally unstable afterward. Of course. Well, I don't think anyone should touch MDMA. It's that's an amazing drug, but it's just afterward. It's when I'm drained like that, all my, you know, happy chemicals are gone. But that's what I'm saying is I think a lot of people have depression and they take it and don't realize that you're so depleted. I've done MDMA. Yeah. That and special K. Ketamine. So speaking of other drugs, I try to stay away from them because I'm trying to be a bit straight edge but if it happens it happens you know i'll put i'll be around white powders a few times a year when my friends get into it i'll usually just walk away you know what about you but are you fine with like ritalin and concerta like that shit i mean i'll take it if i need it i have adhd so well, you're on what vivance i'm on vivance i tried i think i told you this i tried um the one with a what's it called adderall i tried adderall i took two and i i went on stage Best set of my life. I got to tell you, I took too much Adderall mm. and went on stage. My jokes were quick. I was so funny. I was like talking to the audience. One of the best sets of my life. I got home and I, sh my jaw was shaking for hours. I was just shaking. The jaw grind, the gum. And it was awful. I 
did cocaine before doing a set once. I was, I this was a, a very short period of my life where I was at the point where I would do a line of coke before I'd go into work because I was drunk, still drunk from the night before, and I wanted a little pick me up. I was that far gone, no further gone than that. And in that, this was only maybe a two month period before I was, you know, stopped doing that. But I, I did blow before a set and I bombed really hard. And I'm so glad I bombed because if I had done well, I would have got it in my head. Cocaine's a great thing to do before going out on stage. Well, I and I get that. But like, listen, the Adderall was great for me to do before I went on stage. Will I do it again? No, I literally called my doctor the next day. I was like, I don't like the way I feel because the come down and that shakingness was awful. Mm -hmm. So my doc, my doctors prescribed me anything because I'm so responsible with drugs. Well, drugs have side effects. That's the moral of the story. Dr. Natalie describes side effects of drugs. So Burning Man. The radio station there is a lot of fun. Uh, they give me more shows than everyone else. They let me do the like reporting style stuff. So when they actually burn that thing, the thing you've seen a picture of, I'm sure, where they burn the big effigy and there's a big party at the end. They do like a, a kind of a live report, almost like there's a report on the street reporter at Times Square, you know, Kathy and Anderson kind of thing, summing up how the week was, just like they sum up how the whole year was in New York. We do that style reporting. So I, I get into that kind of stuff and we kind of pretend it's serious and it's a lot of fun. It, for the longest time before I did radio professionally and took this stuff seriously. Yeah, you, that was what you did. It was my biggest gig of the year. It was the one time a year where people would actually hear me and it was a lot of fun and it's still a lot of fun. So I go, but that's why I go. If it was just the party, I wouldn't bother with it. Well, what's annoying is that you promised me two years ago that you would take me to Burning Man and you still haven't. Well, it's expensive. If you can get there, you can camp with us. Oh, I forgot about the camping. Never mind. You need a tent. You need food. You got to have a ticket. You got to find a way to get there. It's, it's like a whole thing. You got to bring water. How many people show up to Burning Man? I think 80 or 90,000. Holy shit. It's a whole city. I know. I know. I know. I know. Okay. Well, let's end this because I have to go take a shit. <laughs> What a great ending, Natalie. I'm I'm on Ozempic. What do you want from me? Natalie, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure.